Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Hey, it's Pastor Al again. I'm glad to be with you on another Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this uh, message. Last time we had something going, oh my God, God gave us something about moving beyond the five senses. Woo, Jesus, we've been in the five senses for so long. Dear God, it's, it's, it's time for us to move to the next level. We're in another year now. 2023, we're in the midst of our consecration, our fasting and praying is going on, and God is just lighting us up with messages and revelations and all of those types of things. We're glad that you joined us tonight, and go get your Bible. We're going to go into the King James Version. We're going into Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Those of you who study Bibles know I'm going to be talking about faith tonight, because when you go beyond the five senses... You move into what somebody called the sixth sense. You move into the realm of the spirit. You move into the place of faith. Dear God, that's where God wants us to be. Let's go to the scripture in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, first verse. And I'm going to the first verse and I'm going to go to the first and the third verse and the sixth verse. Okay, let's go. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Listen to this. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's exciting to me. I want to know about that. I want to know about things that are seen, but they weren't made of things which appear. Dear God, now I'm going to save that sixth verse for a little time later here. Uh, Today, I want to talk about, we're moving, we've moved beyond the five senses, but now we're going to do what I call working the substance. Working the substance, all right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to know how to work that substance. And I think the thing that's come clear to me now and clear to all of those of you watching around the world is that if you're going to walk with God, you gotta, you got to believe him. There are certain things you gotta, you got to walk in as far as faith is concerned. Now, I'll also read that sixth verse now. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, without this substance, it's impossible to please God. Now, substance here in this particular verse precedes manifestation. I hope you write that down. Substance precedes manifestation. 
If you don't know how to work the substance, if you're not skillful in using the substance, you're going to have a hard time with manifestation. That one truth really has shaken me. It shaped my life just recently. I said, okay, let me learn how to work that substance because I want manifestation. But if you desire manifestation, you have, when I say manifestation, I mean word becoming flesh. I mean spiritual things becoming physical things. When we begin to move into the substance and out of the five senses, God desires to take us to the place where things are caused and not just in the place where you receive the effects of things. He wants to take us up into the cause where you can cause things to happen and not just receive things that are already happening. Come on up. Let's go up into the cause of things. Now, I have seven, seven particular points that I want to share with you tonight as we move beyond the five senses. Seven things I want to share with you tonight. First of all, I want to say, if you're going to, to move in the substance of things hoped for, the things that are, are you, you're not moving in the seen realm, but you're moving in the unseen realm. If you're going to move in that realm, first of all, you've got to make a decision to do that because this is a battle that we're waging here. Faith actually you know, has a characteristic of being a shield, and faith is something that's powerful when we're at warfare, and that is the theme of our church this year, war. We're waging war. If you're going to do that, first thing you got to do is you have to make a decision, something I call a quality decision. Now, a quality decision is a decision about which there is no longer any argument and from which there is no retreat. I'll say it again. A quality decision. You've got to make a quality decision if you're going to walk by faith and live by faith. It's a decision about which there is no longer any argument and from which there is no longer any retreat. I made the decision, Lord, you want me to walk in faith. Obviously, you do. I've had to wait for some things. I've been believing for some things. Obviously, you want me to walk in faith. This is where you want me. And the scripture that I just read said, without faith, without this substance, without knowing how to work this particular substance, it's impossible to please God. All right, let's go on to these seven points I want to make to you tonight. And I think this is going to really, really bless your life because it's been blessing me as well. The first thing that we have to walk in, and, and people have known this from time, from time way, way back, You've got to walk in the word. You've got to begin to move in the power of the word. Now, word comes in many different forms. I've written a couple of notes here. First of all, the scripture says man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God. You're writing down scriptures. That's Matthew, the fourth chapter and the fourth verse. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word. There's more to this life than what we see. We, 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 we're not just going to feed ourselves on bread or on food and think that everything is going to be okay. You're not going to live by bread alone, but you're going to live by every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God. That's, that's important for us to understand. Now, word can come in the form of a promise. Word can come in the form of a prophecy. Word can also be something we call rhema word, a word that God reveals to you specifically in your life. 
Now, when we move in promises, we have to believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. He promises certain things to us. There's a scripture that lets us know. I think it's in 2 Peter, the first chapter on third verse. It says precious promises are given to us so that we can partake of the divine nature of the Lord. Promises. This is the way God speaks to us. He speaks to us in the form of promises because he intends on bringing the promise to, to pass. Also, he speaks to us in, the, in a word in the form of a prophecy. But now people get prophetic words, but oftentimes they think that just because a prophet came in town and gave them a word, that it's just going to happen. But I tell you, you have to take a prophecy. You need to write it down and you're going to have to fight with that prophecy. That prophecy is going to have to be something that you take and you keep reading and reading and speaking and speaking. You're going to use it like a weapon that you are hurling at the enemy. No, no, the Lord said this. The Lord told me this. The Lord told me that. And when we speak about rhema words, we're speaking about words that God begins to reveal to us, powerful revelation that God begins to give to us. You know, uh, God, I, I was, I remember sleeping and, and waking up in the wee hours of the morning and the Lord just gave me two words of one scripture. He said to me, no man. Now I knew there's a scripture that relates to Mark, the 10th chapter around the, I think it's around the 29th, 30th verses. No man has left mother, father, sister, brother, houses and land for my sake in the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold. Now the Lord just said two, two words to me, no man. What was he saying to me? He was giving me a rhema revelation. The revelation was, you're not going to be left out of this. No man can do these things and not receive a hundredfold. Oftentimes God will speak to you. There is scripture, promises, there's prophecy that God can give you. And there's rhema word that God will reveal to you. Powerful, powerful things dealing with the word of God. Now, the scripture lets us know that the word was with God in St. John, the first chapter. And I'm talking about, first of all, us using the word. One of the, the greatest substance here is the use of the word of God. When God says something, what happens? How you, how you view this word, how you see this word, how you look at this word. You're beginning to use this substance. This is the substance of a thing you can't see. Now, the powerful thing about word is that as you speak it, as you say it, as you live in it, St. John, the first chapter says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And in the 14th verse, it also says the word, by the word all things were made, and without the word wasn't anything made. That was made. And in the 14th verse, it says, and the word was made flesh. Now that is exciting to me because if you are a believer today, one of the trips that you're going to experience, one of the things that you will experience being a believer is you will experience the word being made flesh. Wow. That's exciting because we can experience hearing the word, the word that says you, you're healed or the words that says you're going to be prosperous, you experience it in word form and you experience it in physical form. That's powerful. I'm so glad to serve a God like this because he moves in his word toward us in this powerful thing called word. First of all, it starts out, you can't see it. It's invisible. You're saying it, you're speaking it. Then at a certain point, it becomes a physical thing. 
That's exciting to me. I'm glad to walk with God because of this, this characteristic of the word of God. Then there's another characteristic of the word of God found in the book of James, the first chapter and the 21st verse. King James Version talks about receiving the engrafted word, the engrafted word. Now, engrafted kind of reminds us of what they do with trees, with fruit trees. If they want to get certain attributes of a fruit, an orange or a peach or something like that, they'll take a branch from of one fruit and engraft it into the tree of another fruit. And by doing that, they get a fruit that has the characteristics of both things. And engrafting means the branch becomes a part of the tree. You no longer separate it. It's now one tree. And the fruit that comes out of that is something that has both characteristics to it. Now, what does that mean for the engrafted word of God? When you begin to receive the word of God, it's something called engrafted word. The word is spirit. St. John 6 and 63, the word is spirit. You are spirit. When you bring that word into your spirit, it begins to bond with your spirit. At a certain point, you can no longer say, well, I'm separate from the word. No, no, it's been engrafted. If this word is engrafted into your spirit, the word is spirit, your spirit, it begins to bond with your spirit. If you understand this process, you know that as you hold on and speak that word and believe that word, if you've taken the word on healing, if you've taken the word on prosperity, if you've taken the word on deliverance, whatever portion of the word you're taking, it is now engrafted into your spirit. And you are no longer separate from that word. The word is now part of you. It's no longer any separation. This word is now engrafted into your spirit. You can bring this scripture before the devil and say, I have received the engrafted word of God. It is now part of my spirit. Healing is now in my spirit. Prosperity now is in my spirit. Peace is now in my spirit. It is now a part of me. I am now part of the word and the word is part of me. Praise be to God. That is a powerful thing to say. Now, let me take on a little bit further here. Let me move on. Psalms 119 and 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. I'm trying to get an understanding as you move the, the substance of the word of God. I want you to see here the word is settled in heaven. As you begin to move in this substance called the word of God, it's already a reality in heaven. It's real in the heavenly realm. Praise be to God. Once that word is spoken, it is reality in the realm of the spirit. And you are spirit. And so you have to recognize the realities that are already existing in the realm of the spirit. I hope I'm not getting too complicated here for you today. All right, let me just go back just real, real shortly here, real quickly and say, okay, the word comes in the form of promise. It comes in the form of prophecy. It also can be a rhema word that comes when God speaks to you, wakes you up in the morning or wait a certain time of day. God spoke to you. 
That's a rhema word that he said. There's also an engrafted, the engrafted word of God. These are characteristics of the word. These are ways the word comes into your life and you can use. And I'm happy for them because, because God can, can, can bring his word in so many different ways. But St. John, the first chapter says the word is God. This is God we're dealing with right now. This is the fact that he can be spirit and then become physical thing. And it's exciting to me that I should be part of this part of this heritage of believers that we can experience something that we can't see and then actually it come to pass. And it's a settled word also. Word is already settled, it's settled, it's already. You need, oftentimes, when we begin to move and, and begin to speak a scripture, we need to settle it. Are you healed? Settle it. Are you prosperous? Settle it. It's already settled in heaven. All right. Now, number two, the, the next thing that I want you to, to, uh, to understand is that the word is now. It's now. I don't want to wait any longer. I want to move in a now word. The scripture that I gave you in Hebrews 11 chapter says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's also another scripture. Oh, I got a bunch of scriptures tonight. I hope you're writing these down. Ephesians 3.20 says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, I love that word now. And then there's another scripture in the book of Psalms. Let's see, 118.25 says, Lord, send now prosperity. Hallelujah. Some things I'm just kind of tired of waiting for. I, I just get, I mean, over the years, I have been waiting on some things. And, and I remember years ago uh, when, when we wanted to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, they would take us into something called a tarry room. And it's an old English word. Tarry is an old English word, which means you wait. And we would be there in that tarry room waiting and they would put down chairs and newspaper and all kinds of stuff. And you get into that room and you're supposed to call on Jesus because if you call on him, he'll answer you. So we call on Jesus, 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 Jesus. In the tarry room, we call on Jesus, call on Jesus, call on Jesus. You know, it took me a year to be filled with the spirit of God, which is ridiculous. What do you mean the spirit of God is released and yet I got to continue to wait, 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 wait? I think some of us are in the position of waiting because we don't understand that the thing is now. If you understand that the blessing of God is right now in your life, it's different than when you got to wait, wait, wait. And I tell you, I waited weeks and months to receive the Holy Ghost. That was ridiculous. But as time came on and God began to give us revelations, that these things are already taking place. Healing has already taken place. God has already purchased everything that you need. It's there. And so we want to begin to move in the now of God. You're going to work in the substance of God. You got to understand now, God is an eternal God. Time does not, he is not subject to time. You might as well take it now. You might as well thank God and believe that you receive it now or receive him or the experience and begin to believe in the now of God. That's a powerful thing. Believing I have it now. And the fifth thing is along the same lines. Don't fight for it. Fight from it. Get it? Don't fight for it. Don't keep going after healing. Don't keep going 
after prosperity. Okay, I'm using healing and prosperity. There's so many other things. Peace, there's forgiveness, there's love. There's so many other things that we, that we can, can, can really go after from God. But let's stop. If you're going to work this substance, stop trying to go get it. Fight from it. Don't fight for it. If you're going to pray, Jesus said when you pray in Mark, the 11th chapter and the 24th verse, when you pray, believe you receive it and you'll have it. That's one of those scriptures that the faith teachers teach all the time. Believe you receive it and you shall have it. That's going to put us in a different position. That's going to change a lot of our prayers. Believe you receive it and then you'll have it. That's powerful for us to understand. Let me make sure I'm, 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 I got my time right here. All right, you don't want to fight. You don't want to keep fighting for this thing. You want to fight from it. Set your position. I receive it. I'm fighting this point. Anybody tell me I'm not healed, they got to fight. Anybody tell me I'm not prosperous, they got to fight. Anybody going to tell me they're going to disturb my peace, they got to fight because I'm fighting from it and not for it. All right, let me look at my next point here. All right. If you're going to move in the substance, if you're going to work the substance, ignore outward circumstances. Whoo, dear God, you cannot, you're not going to move in God if you're just looking around you and seeing everything that's happening around you. The scripture lets us know we look at the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporary. I think I got a couple of scriptures there, too. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the 18th verse. We look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Now, OK, you're moving beyond the five senses. Wherever you're watching me from around the world, if you're going to move in this substance and I'll, let me make a statement. Substance precedes manifestation. I'll say that again. Substance precedes manifestation. If you expect to have manifestation, you got to walk with me and learn how to do this substance. All right. The point I'm making to you right now is you got to ignore outward circumstances. Abraham was called the father of faith. He got called into the thing God wanted him to be in at 75 years old. God told him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing you, through you. All the families of the earth are going to be blessed. You are going to be called the father of nations. He didn't have a child between him and Sarah. He was already 75. And I tell you, nothing happened for 25 years. That did not happen. He's getting older. He's getting older. He's getting older. And some of you, God has said something to you. It sounds not just improbable. It sounds impossible. But if you're going to move in the substance, you cannot keep your eyes on surrounding circumstances. Surrounding circumstances, if you can see it, it's temporary. If you can see certain things, it's temporary. We have to move in the substance of God if we expect to receive the manifestation that comes from God. Now, the scripture that, that relates to, to Abraham is the fourth chapter of Romans and the 19th verse. All right? He considered not his body. If, if you're going to walk with me, if he's going to walk with God, he could not consider the fact that he started out at 75, 75, 80, 85, 90, still no manifestation. He had to stop looking. 
So I'm, my word to some of you, I think God is speaking to you right now. You got to stop looking. You got to stop recognizing everything that's going on around you, the circumstances around. Okay, the next thing. All right. I want you to know that the spirit realm is real. The spirit realm is real. It's not just fantasy. It's not just religion. The spirit realm is real. What do I mean by real? Well, I looked, I looked the definition of real. And real is defined as existing regardless of being perceived or being thought of. Existing regardless of being perceived or thought of. Wow. Existing. You might not perceive it in the five senses. People might not even think about it, but it's still existing. The realm of the spirit is actually the realm which causes everything else to happen. This is why I'm saying walk with me with this. We're going to learn how to be skillful at using this substance. It's a powerful substance, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If we're going to move out of the five senses, then let's see what we're working with right now. All right, the next thing I want you to understand. First of all, I said the spirit realm is real, all right? And the spirit realm rules over the physical realm. I wanted to say that as well. The spirit realm rules over the physical realm. Now, when we fast, it's important for us to understand that there's a certain point you've got to get to where the physical no longer rules the spiritual. Once you begin to move, so the physical is now suppressed and the spiritual is now emerging, then we will begin to see the moving of God. So many people after fast, they've seen things done. Powerful moves are made. Why? Not because God has changed, because you have suppressed the physical realm and put it under and now you have raised up the spirit realm. And that's why fasting is so important. All right, I'm going to move to a next step here. Another thing that's important, if you're going to move in the substance, you're going to work the substance, you've got to work your imagination. All right, I understand. It seems like imagination is imaginary, but it's not. It's not fantasy. God has now moved to the inside of us. He said, I'm going to put my laws in your mind. You're here now in this year. You need to understand you cannot allow your mind and your thoughts just to have any just to have sway or any go, go any way they want to go. No, no, no. We're going to have to. The scripture tells us, I think it's in in Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter. It talks about the weapons of our warfare, not being carnal but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds. Your imagination now is so key to creating. You are in the creative family now. You've moved beyond the, you've moved beyond the five senses. Now you've moved up into the realm of creating. If you're going to creating, one of the first steps is you take this word and you imagine that you have what it says. So many people have quoted scriptures over and over and over again. But the sickness got a hold of them. Why? Because they did not see themselves with it. What did the Lord tell Joshua? Boy, I've got so much here. I don't know if I'll finish it all this time. The Lord told Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead. All right, that great man, it's stretched out the rod and part of the red. He's gone. 
Okay, no more moaning, mo no more mourning over Moses. I'm going to bring them in by you. All right. And I want you to take this word and meditate on it day and night. Now, imagination and meditation are the same thing. You see yourself with it. You see yourself running instead of sick. You see yourself with some new clothes. You see yourself with the peace that you desire from God. Your imagination is key to creating. When we look at the things that we have around us, cell phones, glasses, books, tablets, all kinds of things, watches, these things came about first in somebody's imagination. Now, let's not let people in the world that don't know God use this powerful substance more than those of us who know the Lord. Let's begin to enlist the imagination. Use your imagination. Use meditation. Meditate on it. See yourself with it. If you don't see yourself with it, whatever is not in the womb, I call, I call imagination the womb of the spirit. If you don't have, if you don't see healing in the womb, there will be no healing born. There will be no birthing. We must have our minds set and see what is happening. If you can't see it with these eyes, see it with the eyes of your imagination. God has equipped you with a powerful tool. There is no limit to that. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been in this thing. Imagine yourself higher. Imagine yourself more powerful. See yourself shaking off the chains of cancer and all kinds of different things. See it. See it in your mind's eye, and then you will see it with your physical eyes. I tell you, let's work this substance. All right. Imagination is an important part of that. Sometimes you're going to have to cast down certain imaginations. It's not just free flowing. Imagine you've also got to shut out certain other imaginations. Don't let your mind, you know, bring a funeral up. You see yourself in the casket. Well, I want sister so-and-so to sing this song for me. And when I die, I want that to happen. And I want the choir to do this. Cast down. If you plan on living, then don't allow that imagination in your mind. Uh, there are often times while I'm sleeping at night, here comes the enemy with thoughts. Here comes the enemy to say things to me that I don't, I don't really want to hear. I don't want to hear what he's got to say. But here he comes, putting into my mind certain things that I do not want to hear. I have to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Okay, my time is up. I've got more steps to this, but I want to keep it within the time limitations. All right, if you're moving beyond the five senses, I want you to know that it's time for you to work the substance. There is a substance. It is a spiritual thing. The scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right. Now, if you're going to move in this substance and bring things from the invisible to the visible, you're going to have to learn how to work the substance. Substance precedes manifestation. I've got more steps. I hope another time I can get before you and finish some of these others. 
but in the meantime, work this substance. I'm going to pray for you right now around the world. I'm going to pray that this substance becomes something that God helps you to be skillful at. Some of you are so frustrated. That's because you've been living below your privilege and you've been living below the five senses. We're going higher now. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be without a struggle. You're going to have a challenge. The enemy's going to try to keep you within the five senses and try to make you think what you see is the only reality you're going to have. But I tell you, come on, walk with us. We're going to work this substance until we break out of this constriction and out of this confinement. I'm going to pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, everyone listening to the sound of my voice, begin, Lord, to make them skillful at using the substance, faith. Let them be skillful at it. Let them find a skill that they never found before. Help them to move in it, to move the mountains that you said we would move. Help them to move in it, to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Help them to move in it until the things that they have had, the outcomes that they have had, change, totally change, as they work the substance of the word of God. And I pray that results come in all of their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, that's it for this time. I pray that you be skillful and work this substance. Until the next time we get together, just realize you are an overcomer. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message.